Our sponsor for the podcast, Ahrefs, has an awesome set of tools that have become an industry standard for just about every SEO out there. For instance, if you're not getting any real significant search traffic, Ahrefs has tools that can help you find topics worth creating pages or content on. You can easily see the estimated search volumes and gauge traffic potential with their keyword explorer tool, and that can help you create content that would drive more search traffic. Our sponsor for the show is Optio, who makes managing Google Ads accounts simple and efficient. It automates time-consuming manual tasks so you can spend more time on strategic and creative work. Whether you work at an agency with a large number of accounts or you're a freelancer responsible for a smaller portfolio, Optio can save you time and make life that little bit easier. To learn more and get a six-week free trial of Optio, go to optio.com slash S-E-J. That's O-P-T-E-O dot com slash S-E-J. All right, we are live. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to a very special edition of the Search Engine Journal Show. Uh, and officially welcome Metal Brothers and Sisters. Uh, we're calling this uh, episode Search and Destroy, SEO, Search Marketing, and Heavy Metal Music. Uh, I'll introduce everybody here first, and then I'll sort of explain what we're going to be doing. So I'm Danny Godin, Executive Editor of Search Engine Journal. Uh, now you want to introduce yourself. Uh, hey, everybody. Nava Hopkins, Director of P Media over at Hennessy Digital. Uh, recently crowned number six uh, PPC influencer of uh, 2020. Uh, shout outs to, to everyone on that list. Amazing, amazing folks. Uh, and I am here for profit and uh, metal in equal parts. So let's let's have some fun. Nice. And congrats on being number six. That's perfect metal number. <laughs> oh, Jeffrey. I forgot. Oh, I'm also the yeah, Ask the PPC. I'm also for plugging SEJ yes. since we are here. Uh, sure. I'm also the Ask the PPC. So if you have PPC specific questions, I know this is going to probably skew more SEO. I would love, love to answer them in the most metal way possible. Cool. Very cool. All right, Jesse. Uh, I'm Jesse McDonald. I'm a global SEO strategist for IBM. Um, been in SEO for about almost seven years now, uh, and sometimes listed as a top 140 SEO to follow by SEJ, and then also was a frequent contributor on SEJ up until uh, my daughter was born three months ago, and that's not happening right now, so <laughs> we'll see what the future holds, but yeah, that's me. Welcome, Jesse and John. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm John McAlpin. I am the SEO director for Cardinal Digital Marketing. First off, Nava is my number one PPC if I have questions. So throwing that out there. Um, I'm also a contributor for SEJ when I have time. I'm also on the board of directors for DFW SEM, helping Bill Hartzer run state of search this year. Um, hopefully we can do it in person. If not, we'll make it happen online. Um, and yeah, here for the metal and the fun. Nice. Yeah. So this will be our most metal edition ever. And what are we doing? So this isn't our typical sort of SEJ show. Uh, we decided to have a little fun here because for us all metalheads, we love metal for many, many years. And we also love SEO and search marketing and all things search. So we figured why not put the two together, um, sort of putting together some of the correlations. And we you know what we all love that term for uh, between metal and SEO and 
yeah, it, it turns out there's a lot. Uh, we have a lot to cover, so uh, let's kick off. So one thing we wanted to talk about first uh, was the correlation between metal and productivity at work. So I want to read a quick little thing uh, that I found from Loudwire. So just bear with me for a second, and then we'll talk about it. So a uh, Stack Overflow study found that metal, including black and death metal, are popular genres, especially in coding, because it improves productivity and focus. Pandora developer Rob Whitlock said the following, when I hear clean singing, my brain starts tracking what they're saying and it's distracting. But with death metal vocals, it's just sound. You don't think about what they're saying, so it just sort of fades into the background. So he also said, uh, one of his, his tips was, if I'm gonna be doing a task for a long time, I'll put black metal on, especially if it's something I'm sad about doing. I love that. Uh, black metal is emotionally evocative in a way that death metal is. Um, and there are times when you're coding and you sort of need that emotion so yeah, let's let's open the discussion there. Uh, how have you all found metal to help productivity and focus, and has it for you? Uh, Nava, do you want to kick us off, maybe? Uh, sure. Uh, so it's actually really funny. Um, if I if my day doesn't start with a very specific um, mix of what I call power songs, uh, I am stressed out the entire day. Um, I very specifically need at, at least 90 minutes of listening to songs. Um, I'm a little bit different uh, than, than the study. Uh, I actually need really pretty clean vocals. Um, mm -hmm. other, so I'm, I'm the other side of metal. Um, but yeah, if, if I don't begin my day with, the, with that 90 minutes, uh, not only am I not as productive, um, I, I tend to uh, lose even more hours out of what I can do um, creative analytical tasks. Uh, so my mornings tend to be very focused on creating content um, for uh, public speaking, thought leadership, but then also for client accounts, uh, the ones that are a little bit trickier. And I'll put those in the morning uh, when I'm listening to that music, um, starting my day, my day off well. Um, if, however, uh, I have a lot of back-to-back -back calls or a lot of back-to-back -back meetings and I can't recharge um, with a song in between, um, every subsequent meeting gets worse and worse and worse. Every subsequent task gets worse and worse and worse. So it's, it's. I don't want to. I don't want to say something as trite as saying listening to music is as important to me as oxygen. Um, but at least for my mental health and my productivity, um, there it, it's it's very close there. Cool. John, how about you? So metal is kind of like my secret weapon when working because I tend to listen to a lot of different things while I'm working. And um, I definitely have like severe tinnitus and ADHD. So that combined, I have to have some kind of external stimulus outside of work. Mm -hmm. And so for me, metal does two things. One, I do like the concept of, I never thought about it that way, but the concept of like, you know, not listening to the vocals or the lyrics so much. But to me, it's more of the rhythmic. Um, when you have a really good breakdown or a fast uh, section, um, it really makes me feel like I'm in a flow and it helps trigger my brain into a faster way of thinking. So I'm a little bit sharper. And I think especially if I have a big pitch or I'm making a big audit where I really need to uh, display confidence, it helps give me that confidence whenever I'm working. Awesome. Jesse. And see, that's what's interesting for me. Uh, I actually feel like music is as important as oxygen to me. Like I, I need it to get through the day right, well, that way. <laughs> for a really long time for me. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, an example of the productivity thing that I've had from a couple years ago, it's really interesting. I, I got a buddy into the band Animals as Leaders, which is a very progressive instrumental band. And he was all about them, listening to them like crazy whenever he would work. 
and I would try, but I, I wouldn't be able to focus. I was always paying more attention to like what the music was doing. Uh, and I kind of determined that it was because it was instrumental. So I started working on a WooCommerce site that I had to like edit very heavily. And mm -hmm. I found that the thing that kept me going was listening to Dillinger Escape Plan on repeat. Uh, and if you haven't heard Dillinger Escape Plan, they kind of fall into this progressive math core type thing, which is very dissonant and chaotic. Uh, listening to the song Milk Lizard, Black Bubblegum, and Prancer on repeat got me through two weeks of editing that WooCommerce site. Anything else I listened to, I would not focus. It was it was weird. And mm -hmm. if you go listen to them, it's weird that it worked for me. But for some reason, that chaos gets me. It keeps everything out of my head and lets me focus on one thing. I listen mm -hmm. to it when I go to sleep. Same thing. That's how I fall asleep is listening to something like that because it narrows my focus. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I find productivity big time when I'm listening to crazy chaotic metal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I found the same curious. too. Oh, sorry. Just a really quick thing. No, uh, I, 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 had, I had my turn. No, go oh, on. yeah. Um, I just wanted to say I had this really funny situation a couple weeks ago. So I had this like jackhammering noise outside of my, uh, my, my other office before I moved. And it was so distracting to me. So what do I do? I put on nails. And Justin, you know the nails. <laughs> it's like basically hardcore grind sort of music. And yeah, it's just like put on You'll Never Be One of Us. I could concentrate. It's yeah. such a weird like little thing. Like the like any pe person who doesn't maybe listen to metal won't get that. Like it just sounds like noise to them. But there's really that rhythm. Like John was saying and you're saying, Jesse, it's, it's very much there. It just sort of really gets my focus into uh, and helps me be more productive. So Nava, please. Well, so what what I was gonna say is um on the vocal piece, I actually think this this is interesting what unlocks our productivity. Um so mm -hmm. for me, I have to listen and I, I listen to it on, on repeat. Um Battle Beasts, uh, Beyond Burning Skies. It's just this profound, powerful female vocal, epic instrumentals is just profound and amazing and wonderful. Um but when I, I need to just like do grunt work um and, and i i feel ridiculous about this um there's a there's a song uh dragon grail uh it basically sounds like a train just chuck 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 um but task dependent songs um i think are important um that like you know that this song at this point will will do well for me this song uh is slightly different um, and my Pandora station, I've had the same Pandora station for like 17 years. Um, and it has 17 years of data of knowing when I'm in what space. Um, and it, it no, like I'll actually, a lot of people abandon Pandora, but I can't abandon that station because it knows when to put on uh, my death metal and when, it, and when to put on the melodic epic symphonic metal and when to go like let's just be pirates with ailstorm um and, nice. and things like that. <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's really interesting because like, i know i definitely have uh, one other mood i get in is where you're like so burnt out and your brain's just not working anymore and for me i've got the playlist of throwback metal for some reason the nostalgia metal for me really works so i got mm. you know the you know uh metallica um you know all of that older stuff it's really for me it's like oh i haven't listened to this in like 10 years so for some reason it's making me focus and more alive again yeah see cool. for me it's all mood based and really the commonality is that it has to have vocals 
So it really depends mm. on what I'm kind of feeling at the time. So lately yeah. it's been a lot of like Japanese bands, which can get a little, little bizarre. So something like a baby metal or, you know, more of that kawaii metal stuff. But then you also have like a really crazy band like Maximum the Hormone where they're almost like a death metal punk ska band that then has really cute stuff in the middle of it too. But then, you know, next week it might be, okay, just blast a bunch of Cannibal Corpse or Mayhem <laughs> or something. So for me, it's all mood-based. As long as there's vocals, I'm good. Sure. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, we're off to a good topic. Uh, good discussion on that topic, but something else, which was loyalty. Um, we talked about this a little bit before we got on the air, but um, yeah, it's like everybody wants a loyal fan base. And I think metal fans are some of the most loyal people that you'll find. Uh, so just, just for an example, so let's go around here. How long have you been on all listening to metal? Like how long, when did you start? I think I started at age 10 or 11. I don't know. What about the rest of you? I mean, how broad a metal we talk about? Just anything could be slightly considered metal. Yeah. Anything you would consider metal. Yeah. Day one. My dad was a huge, my dad was a huge like hair metal and like nineties metal guy. And like going to kindergarten, listening to like corn or something like that. Yeah. So it's kind of the same boat for me. My dad literally played Master of Puppets on my mom's belly when she was pregnant with me. Um, I'm really jealous. I did that for joy, by the way. Um, So, I mean, like I came out pretty into metal, but growing up, uh, it wasn't cool to like metal. So I kind of shied away from it until about around the age of 10, probably when like I was getting into like corn and stuff like that. And then it progressed from there. So it's kind mm-hmm. of been a lifelong thing, but it was kind of hidden away for the first little chunk of my life. Sure. I'll I'll put it at around 13. Um, what's interesting, if I look back at the music that I was really into when I was younger, um, I, I, I look at uh, my mind like to make myself uh, a bit of a martyr. Um, and kind of like seeking out like, oh, the world is terrible, blah, blah, blah. I can't solve any of these problems. And so there's a lot of gloom and doom. Um, I was very much into the goth angle of, of metal. Not that saying that goth is inherently gloom and doom all the time. Um, it definitely has a very specific, <laughs> it, has a, it, it has an angle. Um, and, and what's interesting, even on, on this, the subject of loyalty, while I am undoubtedly um, a steadfast loyal metal fan, um, the flexibility of perspective like i the bands i would seek out when i was first starting on the journey of metal versus the bands i actively seek out now are very very different um and while there are some like maiden metallica that are just have have always been there um there are others that really mark a pivot to chasing growth over celebrating weakness um, and celebrating like why is the world terrible um, and so that that for me was that was more it, it's it's just it's interesting seeing what bands appeal to what angles of, of our psyche um, going back mm-hmm. to Jesse's point about mood. Yep. So what what do you think it is about metal in particular that inspires that loyalty and how can we sort of use that knowledge in what we do in SEO and marketing? There's a story in a lot of songs that speaks to something greater and greater than ourselves. Um, if like, if we can be um, the champion that, that vanquishes evil, if we can be um, 
the 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 devil uh calling in the seventh son of the seventh son uh, like if we can harness all all of that power um there's there's something very special about that and the gift of metal is that it makes that accessible to not just one person it makes it accessible to all so um translating that to marketing how do we identify the personas um, that will best identify with the message that we're, we're trying to put out there um, and modify it so that it speaks to, to the correct user? Like Metallica did a cover of Pokemon. Um, <laughs> that is the exact kind of content that you would want to put in front of um, a kid to get them hooked on Metallica and follow that trajectory, um, as opposed to exposing them to, um, I don't know, one it's, it's a slower song like sure. it's going to be more difficult for a kid who's very energetic i mean there's exceptions always but to get them into it so uh, just like understanding point, yeah. your messaging yep and see that's what's interesting about a lot of metal bands and especially early to mid 2000s a lot of them were especially in the the new wave of American metal. So bands like Lamb of God and Trivium mm -hmm. and Unearth and bands like that and Killswitch Engage, they were all trying to do new stuff every time they would put out a new album. So Killswitch would evolve in between albums. Trivium would go between different vocal styles. While that's a lot of technique-based issues, they would constantly change stylings. So you're having this progression constantly, but the, the focus on quality is always there. That kind of mm -hmm. translates back to what you're trying to do with you know anything related to search especially when it's content related you're always looking to evolve but you have to make sure the quality's there um because if the quality's not there then it's not going to resonate with people the bands that are still around today while they might have progressed even like we were talking about in the green room earlier opeth completely mm -hmm. different band than they were 10 15 years ago but their music's still good so if you like the band more than likely you still like them while nothing will ever be Blackwater Park, it's still kind of cool to see them try to become a, a Pink Floyd cover band, let's just say it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so it's it's always evolving and making sure the quality's there. Awesome. Sure. I mean, <clears throat> we're still on loyalty, right? Yep. I mean, I think it's really interesting to me, uh, the bands that you liked and then didn't like based on social norms. Like, I remember growing up, like, really liking certain bands and like some people are like, Oh, that's not cool to like. And so like, I guess when you're younger, you're like, okay, so I should probably not like that band anymore. And when you get older, you're like, why the hell did I stop listening to that band? They're so still great. Like Keith, I saw Keith Good in the comments, bring up cradle of filth. And I was like, I remember listening to that in like high school. And then like, someone's like, really that black metal song? That's weird. And then I come back and like, that was a good song. What am I talking about? <laughs> so you gotta be loyal to what you like. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think the big thing is, you know, knowing your your audience and knowing when it's okay to do that evolution. Like you were saying, Jesse, it's like, you know, I don't think they could have gone from, you know, Blackwater Park to the Pink Floyd. Like there was a transition there, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I, I assume that they felt like their audience was ready for that. So I don't, I don't be, know. Yeah, I'll be a loyal diehard Opeth fan until I die. I'll oh, make sure. fun of them in the process but I am, will always be a loyal fan. <laughs> right. Yeah, because they gave you, like, you know, great memories. There's the, the whole emotional well, attachment there. They're, they're the band that, brought to me, brought me into a deeper metal side. Because to me, I was always, like, melodic vocals. I couldn't do growling. I didn't think I thought it was dumb. Until someone goes, no, no, it's good. I'm like, no, it's not. It's just here. Listen to Deliverance. 
And then I saw the, and that to me, that was like that mid-level mm. blending. And that song brought me into this whole other side of metal and European metal and all of that. There's something to be, there's a point about um, cost uh, that, that I, I, I wish I had made earlier. Um, when I first moved to Boston, uh, this is where I, I really launched my, my career in digital marketing, um, there was an opportunity to see Camelot. It was a 20, it was a $20 um, cover, nothing to see Camelot. Like that's, that's cheap. And I would have been like right up front. There were no seats, just like <laughs> go do it. And I hated myself every day that I passed on that because I felt that that was too expensive. Um, and recently I was able to see um, Camelot in concert, ironically with Sonata, Ar Sonata Arctica um, and Battle Beast, um, the same show. And it was this profound experience realizing that um, just because you can't always engage in the product itself, there is value in the aspirational uh, brand loyalist. Lo loyalist. So I, I know we're here to talk about search, um, but there is something to be said for how do we communicate to our consumers um, and instill the desire to be a consumer, even if they can't be yet. Like get set, set them on that stage uh, where when they are in a position uh, to become a customer, they 1000% will choose us every single time and will long to become our customer. Um, as opposed to saying, nope, one, one and done, one and done. Because there were a ton of metal shows I went to um, uh, just while I was in, in college. And I I would be very hard pressed to tell you who, who they were. Whereas the bands <laughs> mm -hmm. that, it was like $5 cover, I'm in, you got my money, great. Um, whereas the bands that I, I religiously listen to, I will go out of my way, seek out that, that experience um, and pay that premium because they mean the world to me. They mean the world to be part of that community. So in terms of content, in terms of, marketing efforts like how we can inspire that loyalty do initiatives that are not just about transactional leads and sales um, but actually begin tying that value back uh, to any of our organic efforts any of our social efforts um, and really enjoy that full picture absolutely awesome all right uh let's let's switch gears uh let's talk controversy and jesse is of course wearing the perfect shirt so we talk about controversy and metal uh, a mayhem shirt uh probably would we consider them the most notorious band in black metal history possibly <laughs> uh, probably. probably i mean they, yeah. they basically made it up in their stories at this point so expanded and lied about and everything that mm -hmm. yeah they they so, probably are the most controversial band yeah. ever yeah so much mythology behind it now too mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah they've created like this whole mythology around band which is mm -hmm. it's pretty impressive like it just grows and like does its own thing <laughs> none oh, of it's, yeah. i mean none of it's canon but you know <laughs> i mean brands can do the same thing too if you can create a brand mythology and things like that like uh, mm -hmm. i think disney's a good one there's a whole lot of controversy and mythology behind walt disney himself mm -hmm. um yet yep. they still are on top but, yeah. absolutely and and speaking to the times that we live in um no matter what side you come out on, uh, you will be controversial in your opinion to the other side. Um, and it, it's kind of understanding, it, do I care that there's controversy? Like, are, is my core customer going to care um, mm -hmm. that I'm being anti-racist, that I'm being uh, pro-choice, that I'm being fill in the blank? Sorry if this is now getting political, I will shut that politics down. <laughs> Um, but that's in, in terms of um, 
controversy, uh, the band that comes to my mind uh, is actually Ghost. Um, mm. Interesting vocals, like interesting sound. He basically has the entire band enslaved. Um, yet we all go and cheer on those songs because of course we do. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just, at what point is controversy um, useful and it's it's uh, sharpening kind of that, that edge in marketing, that edge in content versus what is just terrible? Like okay. you, you deserve to be run through the mud for this this life choice. I've I've got I've got a good one. Okay, so I assume when you say that he has the band enslaved, you mean the anon the nameless ghouls, the rest of the band that aren't the lead singer, that basically yeah. are not under a record deal. They're not under a contract. They're basically a studio band that plays with him. Originally, it was yeah. the band, but they all left and sued the crap out of him back in Sweden. Uh, so and especially because of their subject matter, it's easy to say. Oh, they're great, but Tobias Forge has created this really strange thing and he doesn't treat their members right. That happens more than you realize, but it's really easy to talk about Ghost because they're Ghost. Paramore, same thing. Uh, Haley Williams is the only one signed out of that entire band, but because they're so poppy and fun, no one ever talks about that. Bon Jovi is the same way. John Bon Jovi is the only one with a record deal. Uh, but again, because yeah. Ghost has the crazy satanic element, and do the, all their weird, awesome music. Um, it, it's so easy to keep that that dialogue going. And the same happens with with brands. Uh, all brands, to some degree, are going to be controversial. But the ones that are really controversial and have kind of a weird edginess to them, it's easy to keep that that conversation going about them. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I I know we don't want to get too political, but you know we're in that environment where it's like you're basically going to upset half the people. I think Starbucks, like no matter what they do, they're, they're pissing off half their audience, whether it's their Christmas cups or they won't support like t-shirts for black lives matter. Uh, you can think of like Nike with their Colin Kaepernick association. So um, it, it's basically just a, a question of knowing your audience and will they, will enough of them stick around? And, you know, do you care if maybe you upset a few people? So that's always the the question you have to measure, um, or or if you're Chick Fil A and you can't pick a side. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. That's another one. So yeah. So yeah. Lots of controversy, but uh, yeah. All right. So we'll move on. Uh, we wanted to talk about duplicate content, and this was a a Nava su suggestion. Uh, so we're going to talk about duplicate content, but what, what I, I we did a mean bunch this, of research ahead of this. Oh, good. Okay. So in music, what they call what we call duplicate content in the SEO world is called a cover song. Um, and as we know, like not all duplicate content is bad, uh, but most of it's pretty terrible. And in the metal world, not all covers are bad, but a lot are pretty terrible. So uh, I figured we could start there. I wanted to kick off with the worst first. So uh, who wants to kick us off on what are some of the worst duplicate content cover metal songs? That uh, I got to go ahead, Nava. I know you're excited. No, go. I, I've gone ahead the first time every time. It's, it's we'll okay. okay. It's one of my favorite bad ones. It's Children of Bodom. Oops, I did it again. That song's awesome. It's <laughs> so yeah, good. That song's it's, so awesome. It's, it's bad, but it's so good. <laughs> awesome. I don't know. I'm going to get lampooned for this. I'm very confident about it. But um, 
I actually hate the Disturbed, the Sound of Silence cover. I think it sounds terrible. It's Ooh. so bad. There was no reason for them to cover that song. Um, Jesse's laughing because he knows I actually like them kind of. And they're oh, I, I love that band. Debatable. Um, it's, de it's a debatable opinion to think the Disturbed is good. Uh, but specifically, <laughs> the cover is... Uh, so th that goes back to that point about there's... Um, certain sounds will go well with, cert with, with certain types of music. And that band was not meant to sing that song. I am sorry, it just so, is, is a mistake. <laughs> I think it's also some people are wired different to enjoy different things. Like um, I like my wife and I will have like the same type of music style, but if someone's voice is a little bit grungy or a little bit different and not super clean, it just with her wiring doesn't work and she can't listen to it. So like I, I actually like that cover, but for you, you probably just whatever your wire is just can't stand it. I, I can't. I and it's actually the same thing with um so this was funny. Um I posted a demon's fate by Within Temptation and I forget who, uh, but someone called out that Nightcore was the original. But the Within Temptation one came out first. In my opinion, it's superior. But depending on which content you're exposed to first, you'll be predisposed to think this versus mm. this. And so that's like the, Interesting. that was one of the, the things I was hoping we could talk about on the duplicate content piece is yeah. there, there is a lot of risk about coming out just after um, an original post is put out because you're, you're going to get lampooned um, mm -hmm. and the trust factors are, are absolutely going to go out the window there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, even I though Demon's Fate is a great song, um, Within Temptations version is a superior version. Like, of course, she not have covered it. Her her voice does not sound nearly as polished. And there's always a, one or two people in the digital marketing realm who cover content like that. And even though they may have big followings, we all know most of it's taken. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Jesse, do you have any picks? Mine is a little inverted from everyone's, but I can't help but think back to the MTV icon episode of Metallica with Avril Lavigne trying to do fuel. Oh, uh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I haven't is, seen that. I forgot oh, about that. It's the worst. It's we blocked so it. bad. Oh yeah, my I'm God. It's so bad. Um, the men of black mind wipe for that. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> it, it was a, it was a good attempt. I mean, she yeah. tried and that was in that kind of phase of, is she pop? Is she punk? What's going on? Mm -hmm. And she really tried to do it, but it just didn't work. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that sometimes you find in, especially in an SEO where there's duplicating or, or quoting things tends to have a good intent behind it, but it just doesn't work. Uh, so yeah. I don't know. I like covers, but so, at the so, same time, some of them just don't work. I don't, I don't know if this counts. Sure. Some things in SEO sometimes work really well. And um, I remember one time I was on a podcast and someone asked me who to follow. And I'm like, I'll just tweet it later. So I tweeted like 10 names of people who I think people should follow. And then invertly, I got a ton of followers for that, which is not the intention at all, which is kind of a weird yep. outcome. Mm -hmm. Cool. But it's, it's, kindness. it's the kindness factor. You're putting good yeah. into the world and, and yeah. <laughs> people okay. are, are seeing that, that you should do that. Yeah. Speaking of, um, you maybe think about it, Jesse. Um, it's not metal, but if you ever look at Puddle of Mud covering Nirvana. Oh, yeah. That's one of the worst oh. things I've ever heard. It's it's like a uh, cringe factor. It's like um, She Bang, uh, William Hunt kind <laughs> of level stuff. Yeah. 
Awesome. So I had a couple. Um, one was, uh, and I hope Jesse won't kill me for this one. Uh, I'm curious to see what you think of it. Kill Switch Engage. Do you know what song I'm gonna say? Holy Diver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was that was my other pick. Oh, um, okay. I love that cover. The video is great. Oh, I like so it, but it that is what got everyone into them, and that's the only thing that anyone would play uh, by them. It's like mm-hmm. that's the worst song on that album. Oh yeah. It is. Yep. Yeah. That's interesting though. I didn't realize that's how people got into them. That's interesting. Uh, a lot of my friends actually. Yeah. Yeah. You need, you need that gateway song. Yeah. And I appreciate a good gateway song, but sure. yeah. yeah. Not that one. <laughs> also, we- I, ha- I had one. I have one. I just have to mention. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys all know this. The Six Feet Under Graveyard Classics. Are you familiar with this? Mm-hmm. Where the Six Feet Under is like a death metal band. The former Campbell Corpse singer. You know, mm-hmm. he had like covers of California Uber Alice, Purple Haze, Smoke on the Water is death metal versions. It was so terrible. They should have paid us to listen to that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Six feet under in general is kind of a hmm. yeah, just generally. But that you know, you know, there's hitting bottom, and then there's that album, which is like I don't even know. <laughs> that's below. So yeah, they managed to dig deeper. Um, but yeah, so that that's an interesting discussion. So we should flip it because uh, there are some good metal covers out there. And it was interesting, Nava, how you were saying, you know, it depends what you hear first. So I had a really great example of that, which is Metallica. Like, am I evil? Like I heard that song before I heard Diamond Head. Which both both are good, but I think Metallica is better. And I now wonder, do I like that better because I heard it first, or yeah, is it actually better? It's just better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just we'll probably all vote for that. We all vote for Metallica's version. Yeah. Am yeah, I able to look out? Okay. But Diamond Head is great. It is. Yes. 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 They were great. Uh, but yeah, who? Uh, anyone else have some favorites? So I've got a repurposing one. Oh no, go ahead, Jesse. No, no, no. no. I I have a, a a zinger. Go for it. You go first. Uh, so, so one of my my favorite bands, uh, Powerwolf, um, for many many reasons, um, actually included the co- the covers um, of two female uh, led bands, uh, Epica and Amaranthine, uh, on their CD because they were s- such good examples of taking the core but then applying it in the band style, so that. Um, that was kind of when I originally sent this topic uh, about duplicate content versus repurposing content. Um, a good cover should repurpose it, but it's ultimately still something new and unique. Um, mm-hmm. So Sacred and Wild by Epica um, is undoubtedly an Epica song, even though the lyrics and the, and the core is still the, the original. Um, same thing with Army of the Night um, that Amaranthine uh, did there for uh, Powerwolf. Um, and just in, in terms of sound, that that is kind of how we we do that parallel between uh, marketing versus uh, metal. When you're thinking about that that content piece, and you need to repurpose that content. Um, maybe it's taking content that did really really well, super high conversion rates, turns into a Facebook Live weekly conversation, so that you can keep it top of mind for folks, um, and not just taking that same content and hitting the same channel again and again and again. So. Um, that that was the the marketing and metal point I wanted to make. Go ahead, Jason. Awesome. So my favorite, probably favorite metal cover, is going back to Children of Bodom because they love doing covers for a while. Their cover of Credence Clearwater Revival's "Looking Out My Back Door" is amazing. Whoa! It, I did not know that. It's a there's a video one. for it and everything. It's oh. great. 
they do such a good job of covering that song, but adding their own fun flair to it. It's fantastic. Now, Nava brought something up, and it's not necessarily metal, but an example I've had for years on intent, because intent is so important when it comes to ranking content in search. Uh, This is where it's going to get weird for me. Uh, if (laughs) If you know me, Taylor Swift's 1989 album is wonderful. It's such a good album. Uh, but then you get Ryan Adams covering the entire album and adding his own flair, and it's basically an entirely different thing. But the, it's the same music. That's so good, but it shows how intent can change everything. Uh, and honestly, I got into the Taylor Swift album because of the Ryan Adams album. So when you're doing content, don't cover necessarily what someone else has done. Expand on it. Make it your own. Mm-hmm. And that's where you'll yeah. really succeed. Yep. 100%. Yep. Yeah, and I had another one that was one of my all-time favorites, you know, just in terms of taking someone else's piece of art and making it your own versus just doing a really bad cover. Uh, going old school, Typo Negative did this amazing cover of Black Sabbath's Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. They made it totally their own. It's amazing. If you haven't heard it, check it out. Um, but yeah, if you're going to you're going to cover something, whether it's content or music, make it your own, you know, put it in your voice, your style. Don't just try to be the same thing that's already out there because it's pointless and it's, it usually comes out terribly. And I had another one, which was since we're sort of the tie-in, um, which was actually would be like a content refresh where bands sort of cover themselves and made it better, in my opinion, with suicidal tendencies institutionalized. Mm-hmm. They they re- they re- released it, way, you know, way back and then they covered it bunch of years later i prefer the, the later version myself i don't know if everyone would agree with that because some people prefer the old one but yeah like that's that's just your case if you want to refresh your content do it better you know the next time yeah. depends on how much we want a pepsi at the time oh yes absolutely all i wanted was a pepsi <laughs> i feel like we need like a spotify or youtube playlist to keep up with all we the should. things we're mentioning do we have a scribe here yep <laughs> Yeah, the the, the takeaway we'll from this video is gonna yeah we'll we'll have our YouTube playlist or like all yeah. the yeah we have to add that now for sure cool uh, John did you have any other I'm not sure if we did your cover song that you love do you have any examples or anything popped to mind for you not really I mean like no okay yeah not really no all right no you rest. also like Taylor Swift aren't don't you I'm, just <laughs> I'm still in the closet about my Taylor Swift love. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll back you up, Jesse. That was a solid album. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. So we're almost at the midway point. So I figured this would be time for a fun question. Doesn't really have anything to do with anything. Uh, but I want to ask everybody if you could start a band that had a search, SEO, PPC marketing, whatever sort of theme. Uh, what would your band name be? What would your album be? Uh, what genre? Anything you want to say? Um, and I don't know, Jesse. Do you want to go first with that one? Oh, that one's hard because you you it, you kind of take what you've done with search and destroy and almost want to do something like rank them all, do like a, oh, a, a Metallica tribute nice. or something. That's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna go with rank them all. Cool. All right, uh, John, what do you got? I know it's still. And by the way, we should say from the start that I I did not intentionally steal this title of search and destroy from John. But I posted the the link to this Facebook live, yeah. and then John messaged me and goes, 
Dude, that was my title. <laughs> that was so that was my that was my album name. So that was your band, album name, right? Yeah, my band would be a jazz death metal death metal band. So very technical. Nice. Um, they'd be called Doombots.txt. Um, and then nice. The, okay. And the and then the feature album is going to be Page Two. <laughs> I like it. All right. Nice. Nava, what do you got? So, I I need to give shout outs to um my. My brother uh, is actually in, in, in the, the chat. He, he came up with SEO headbangers, which, which would be great if I was an SEO. Um, Dave Davies has the, the, a clutch one that I'm not going to take credit for, but it depends. <laughs> it's so good. Um, oh, yeah, it's really, oh, really good. So good. And I, I am ashamed I didn't think of it, or and that's, that's fine. Um, mine actually is more Sith than metal, which would be um, Path to Power. Because um, I, I often think about um, when we're thinking when we're thinking about uh, PPC, a lot of times it's it's about understanding the brand, um, but also understanding what are the different ways uh, that people will think about a service, uh, making sure that it's it's exactly in the right way. Uh, and so I, I often refer uh, we're on the path to profit uh, and victory. Um, so path path to power because. Uh, because I honestly couldn't think of something fun and technical um, like in, in the time frame we were given that I was sure. excited about. I know. I stayed up all night. But Dave <laughs> Davies, it, it depends. Like, oh, all yeah. right. Perfect. Yeah. I'm just joining Dave's You band. win. Yeah. Seriously. I think you can totally down. do a PPC album for It Depends, but your album cover has to be shopping ads for diapers, adult diapers. <laughs> it depends diapers. <laughs> That way, nice. it ties in. There you go. <laughs> no, not was not out with that. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. So I had mine. So I'm not sure if this is lame or cool. So you guys are going to tell me. So I was thinking in terms of like HTML errors. So I came up with a new one, a new code, which was six 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 error, and the oh. first the title name would be No God Found for our. The first I like game. that a lot. That's, That's really good. That's there really go. good. I would That's also the... join that band. <laughs> and I, I came up with two other alternates today as I was just thinking through uh, heavy metadata. That's good. Oh, or heavy yeah. meta, or heavy meta description. That's a yeah. genre of music. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Dan, Danny Goodwin launching an entire new genre of music. There we go. All right. We got to do this. We got to band together at the next... Uh... <laughs> next show yeah, or all that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just do a jam session at PubCon or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Our sponsor for the podcast, Ahrefs, has an awesome set of tools that have become an industry standard for just about every SEO out there. For instance, if you're not getting any real significant search traffic, href has tools that can help you find topics worth creating pages or content on. You can easily see the estimated search volumes and gauge traffic potential with their keyword explorer tool, and that can help you create content that would drive more search traffic. Our sponsor for the show is Optio, who makes managing Google Ads accounts simple and efficient. It automates time-consuming manual tasks so you can spend more time on strategic and creative work. Whether you work at an agency with a large number of accounts or you're a freelancer responsible for a smaller portfolio, Optio can save you time and make life that little bit easier. 
To learn more and get a six-week free trial of Optio, go to optio.com slash S-E-J. That's O-P-T-E-O dot com slash S-E-J. Awesome. All right. So that was fun. Um, Cool. So let's get back to... Oh, so this is fun. So I, I was doing more research, so I want to read you a little bit and we'll talk about it. So this was from Neuroscience News. Uh, so research has shown that fans tend to be more open to new experiences... And we're talking about metal fans here. Open to new experiences, which manifests itself in preferring music that is intense, complex, and unconventional, alongside a negative attitude toward institutional authority. Looking further into the differences between heavy metal fans and non-fans, research has shown that fans tend to be more open to new experiences, which manifests itself in preferring music that is intense, complex, and unconventional alongside... So, yeah, basically the idea there is, you know... If you're into metal, and this is important in marketing too, it's like you don't want to just be rehashing the same old ideas. Um, you want to think in new ways, maybe more complex, you know, have more complex thinking. So uh, I want to talk, uh, let's turn it over to you guys. Uh, any reactions to so, sort of that thinking? Um, do, you, do you find that you're more able to have complex thinking? Uh, just think more outside the box uh, in terms of your SEO work. I. I think so. But for me, I think it doesn't necessarily come back to my music unless it kind of does because it's kind of connected, but it mm-hmm. goes back to me for my, uh, my design background, like going to school for design really triggered something in me on thinking in a different way that I found extremely beneficial to my SEO career. But simultaneously, I got into design because uh, uh, Mike D from Kill Switch Engage is a graphic designer. I mm-hmm. thought that was insanely cool that he got to do art for bands and I wanted to do that too. So I went to school for it and then became an SEO. So realistically, I guess they do connect. So yeah, I would say that those that critical thinking that comes from listening to something more complex probably does play a part in in my ability to think outside of the box and a little bit differently when I'm doing SEO. My cool. knee-jerk reaction to this is actually... W- we're the ones that are open uh, to testing new and exciting campaign types. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what, what's kind of interesting is if you look at some practitioners, uh, they want a set of rules. This is the set of rules of how it will always be forever and ever. Don't tell me that anything has changed. I learned it once and this this is the way it goes. Um, and, and one of the things, I don't know whether metal is influences at all in me um, but one of the things i've i've enjoyed about our industry is that i can never get complacent um i my mind always has to be searching out the next new thing um i can never say i know exactly what the answer is i can say based off of the data i've seen this seems correct let's test mm-hmm. dave with his it depends but that's yeah. that 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 is at, at the heart of i think what makes us good at what we do is that we're open to being wrong and learning from that failure and learning from that data and turning it into something new as opposed to being completely risk averse, um, staying complacent. The other um, piece, uh, and I'm just thinking actually about my own team. Um, I gravitate towards, um, we'll, we'll, we'll call, um, uh, the way I put it earlier today was um, a pack of, of like mythical superstars. Like I don't want a, uh, 
like someone who's really good, I want a dragon to go join my team and just like blow everyone out of the water. Like I'm I'm not happy unless I have someone who is just as dynamic um, and, and able to adapt as I am. Um, but that's not this, the, the working environment. That's not the way that every mind can work. Um, I think the reason I enjoy metal so much is that it, and, and Johnny mentioned this point earlier, is that it kind of activates that way of thinking. Um, and it's, it's, I don't want to say it's an addiction, um, but I mean, Jesse and I were talking about how like listening to music is just as important as breathing. I think being on that train of thought in, in, encourages more profit, encourages more um, testing. Uh, and that puts us in a position to then serve our clients better than those that only will do things the way that they were initially taught. No, I have a question for you. Sure. To me, I've always thought metal was an interesting collaboration between both sides of the brain because yeah it's, it's very yeah. technical 1, yeah and i feel like it's oftentimes in ppc more than seo i think sometimes it's a lot more data focused and then how do you get creative with that data do you feel like those go hand in hand uh so on the on the paid side 1000 percent um it's interesting as as uh, metrics have evolved the, the bar used to be, let's get the lowest cost per clicks that we possibly can. Then let's get the lowest cost per acquisition. Then let's get the best ROAS. Uh, mm -hmm. We're not gonna talk about quality score. We'll put that in a bucket over to the side. Um, <laughs> if people are interested, you can read the SCJ, how to get a, a, a perfect quality score. Uh, and you can see all of my wonderful feelings about it. Um, but in terms, <laughs> in, in terms of analyzing the data, um, there are actually some some really really clever comments. Uh, I'm now just plugging my own content, uh, but it was an SCJ like we call your bluff. Um, and actually, I think Jesse uh, and John, I don't know if you were you were in it, but we'll, we'll have to do another mm -hmm. round. But specifically, the story and the data, like we're able to process the story and the data um, as opposed to just being raw numbers. Mm -hmm. Did that answer your question? Or is that just me rambling and ranting? No, it's a little bit of both too, because like um, we've actually completely revamped the way we do reporting too. It's no longer like looking at data dashboards. Now we take Data Studio and we do like almost like a slide yeah. presentation where we import your data, but we try to like tell an actual story with it. So what are we working on? What's going on? And so that way people can look at the numbers and analyze it, but they're not getting bored just thinking of one side of their brain. They're getting to see that story, what we do, and they seem, they seem to be way more engaged. Reporting what is the concept album. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, there you go. What what kind of views, what kind of dashboards do you do in Data Studio? So I mean, like we what combine. Are, what are your favorite ones? Uh, what, what do you mean? Like what, what connectors? Yeah, and, and like what views do you find are the most helpful? So um, we do a lot of, um, what's it called? Um, content drill downs, especially oh, nice. when, I'm, when I'm doing research. So I'll say, okay, here are your top keywords or here are your top landing pages. Now let's drill down to see what keywords those are ranking for and what data that's connecting. So we can connect Search Console and Analytics. So we can say, yeah, this page may get like a lot of sessions and rank for a lot of keywords, but this one has a higher conversion rate. So we know it works well. So let's look at what keywords they're ranking for or not, et cetera. Um, but yeah, looking into different drill downs, different um, exploratory graphs. There's a lot of great community connectors out there and community charts out there that we can look at that um, I'm really big on data visualization. I've done a lot of articles with, okay, relatively a lot of articles at Search Engine Journal about data visualization with Python or with some other keyword research and plugging myself now. 
Um, so, but like anytime, kind of, you know, to be fair, I work with some of the most brilliant minds in data visualization that I've ever worked with at Cardinal. And so I've noticed that clients are way more receptive to any kind of visualization that way beyond the typical line chart graph. But Data Studio definitely has some of the best tools out there for that. Well, cool. All right. Uh, we'll move along. I uh, wanted to continue on from that article. Uh, it also talked about uh, how metal can help your mental health. Um, so it's the article, again, same research suggests that it may be that listening to music is cathartic. Uh, another finding is that fans who were made angry and then listened to heavy metal music did not increase their anger, but increase their positive emotions. Uh, which suggests that listening to extreme music represents a healthy and functional way of processing anger. What do we think about that? I, I've definitely found that to be true. You know, I'm in a bad mood, stuff's going wrong, just crank up some some jams and yeah, blast blast the bad mood away. Do you guys feel the same? Oh yeah. I've, I've noticed like the mood like definitely decrease. Like it, you're almost like, it matches your intensity pretty right off the bat and then you kind of like calm down gradually and before you know it, you're in a better mood. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. I'm a hundred percent that way. Yep. No more lies is that song for me. If I need um, by meaning, um, the the reason that song serves so well is it actually honors that you might be stressed, and it 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 has that those ebbs and flows so that you're you're able to come back to a healthy neutral. Like there are mm -hmm. some songs I listen to that just from from zero to eleven, and and that's where you stay. Um, the songs that, that really serve that purpose are the ones that, that take you on a journey, um, both in the story and then also audio. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, I do like the idea of ebbs and flows to make sure it kind of control regulates your emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That's Opeth for me. Mm -hmm. That long form Pink Floyd story. Yep. <laughs> yep. Easy to get lost in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bad mood. Like Jesse's a t shirt there, Mayhem. Every once in a while, I just need that. Uh... <laughs> Getting the getting the right frame set, but yeah. Oh yeah. That or um, folk metal. Folk metal is oh, yeah. amazing at diffusing a bad mood. Mm -hmm. It's so so hard to be in a bad mood while you're basically listening to a metal polka. I challenge so you to be in a bad mood while listening to a metal polka. <laughs> See, I have to go more aggressive. Like there was one time when I just started uh, the first SEO job I'd ever had. We an employee had had to be let go. And he had screwed up a bunch of stuff and we had to go in and do it and I was able to fix it. So it's kind of putting my, my foot in the door a little bit more and gaining some trust. But I, I closed the door to the office I was in, threw on uh, Meshuga Abzin and was like, trust me, I know you don't know me. I know this is weird. I will fix this. Hold on. And 30 minutes later, all was good. And that like really grounded me. But that is an aggressive album. And mm -hmm. I was in a, a way better mood after that, fixed everything and all was good. So... I don't know folk metal. I, I that never brings me back to to neutral. It's strange. It depends on which you listen to. So like there's Elivaiti, um, and uh, what's it called? Uh, I'm going to totally butcher the the pronunciation, but Kopakani, uh, where there's like a little bit more growl. But then there's also, um, uh, I, and I'm I'm of course not prepared, uh, and I can never remember all of the, all of the different ones. But um, in Extremo is a good one. Uh, they're like, they're they're Germans, but a lot of it's very um, Scottish Gaelic mythology. Um, That's I don't awesome. know. 
It might it, you might enjoy it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Danny, I mean, I like here, so we'll be good. Can I pose a question to everyone? Go for it. Nava, you made me think. You said like you know right, we talked about regulating uh, emotions, things like that. But you also mentioned some band just goes zero to eleven. If you're in, for everyone, if you're in a mood and like you need that zero to eleven band or song, what is it? Beyond Burning Skies, uh, Battle Beast, okay. Beyond a Shadow of a Doubt, or or um, we'll say uh, Vespertine uh, by Camelot. You're gonna need to send me those. I don't know those songs. Uh, for me, if it's a particularly bad thing that I, I need to kind of emotionally come down from, anything Cannibal Corpse will work. I can't say any of those song titles, uh, but anything <laughs> by them would be fantastic. If mm -hmm. it's a start, has a really good buildup, uh, No Stars Over Bethlehem by uh, Protest the Hero, because that song has a really kind of almost... Uh, THX intro and then just kicks into high gear and that always just gets everything going mm -hmm. for me the right way. So those are my picks. Nice. I would go with a little strapping young lad. Oh, something pretty pretty intense to just go from zero to I will probably like twenty. But yeah, like I just throw an alien. Uh, the whole album. So perfect. Album. Yeah. Aside from like that, actually... that electronic track at the end, I just skipped that. But yeah, everything else is <laughs> like perfect. So I'm going to take advantage of, of the fact that this group is together um, and we're all speakers. What's your pre-talk song? Like what's the song that you listen to just before you, you get on stage to get all jazzed up? Hmm. It's not metal, believe it or not. Really? No. What it's, is it? Uh, it's Volpec. Okay. They're just like a, a modern funk band and like they are all their songs are super positive and upbeat and happy. And and, and, and usually I try to get into that kind of mood. Um, and metal's more of my everyday like working or talking to a client music. <laughs> For me, I honestly, anytime I've ever spoken, I never listened to anything beforehand. Mm -hmm. So realistically the music that would probably get me into a talk would be the voices of Topher Cohan, Keith Goode, Greg Gifford, Kevin Dory, or Damon Gochner, Matt Soltola, or Melissa Fosh. That that would probably be it for me. I'd never listen to anything right before I, I speak. Mm -hmm. Then I'll just have the song stuck in my head. I've had Prancer stuck in my head the entire time we've been talking today. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much like Jesse. I don't actually... I don't remember ever doing that before a talk. I, I probably couldn't like name a song that I would listen to. It would probably be like uh, Corrosion of Conformity's Vote with a Bullet. That would just like get me boom, ready to go. But yeah, I've never actually done that before, Joe. What about you? So I alternate between um, Ailstorm, uh, either Drink or Keelhauled, or I'll do um, Battle Beast. Uh, I usually don't do Beyond Burning Skies because then I get too excited and then I speak too fast, which I, I always speak too fast anyway. Um, but I'll, I'll do uh, Raise Your Fist or King uh, King for a Day um, mm. because they're, and actually this is, this is similar to, to John. Um, I like things that are sing-songy. Like it's almost, mm -hmm. it's listening to something that will get me prepared to speak in a way that um, I'm not going, like 
50 miles an hour or 50 miles a minute or something. Mm -hmm. I just thought of one other one. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys would technically consider it metal. Fight Song by Marilyn Manson is a good, sure. good song to get hyped up to. Yes. We should have yeah. brought him up on the controversial topic too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's been riding that train for like almost 20 years. Yeah. You got to have a stick, man. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Cool. Uh, all right, what else do we want to talk about? International metal. Uh, so we wanted to bring talk in this a little bit in terms of, you know, obviously internationally, it's not obviously the world's getting smaller now, but, you know, in the heyday, especially like you'd have your, your bands from all the Scandinavian countries with their black metal that they'd be known for that. You know, have like horror so, coming from the yeah. south. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like how... How, so how, how, yeah, go, go ahead, John. I got a good one. Uh, when okay. I think of SEO and international, um, right now, other than US, I think of like when I think of like countries known for their SEO, I really mm. think about Spain, UK, mm -hmm. um, Germany, and sometimes France. Um, and I know those ones because mostly just because I I know of speakers or contributors who write in those countries. It's mostly where that's coming from for me. Mm -hmm. um, but also in metal, you have, like you were saying, like the countries that are known for specific subgenres of metal. Sure. Um, specifically around Scandinavia. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sweden's a big one. Mm -hmm. yeah, see, when, when I go international, and it might just be because I end up listening to a lot of Japanese metal, mm -hmm. being who I am, I, I immediately think of something like Maximum the Hormone who is awesome. Uh, definitely check them out. If you, if you never have They're they finally went up on Spotify in the U S about two years ago, wonderful band, but then broadening that out too. I mean, you have all these amazing talents from just little nowhere countries. So like someone like Humphers or, or tear from the Faroe islands, uh, both just have their own thing tear singing mostly about Norse mythology, Hamferth singing folk folklore type stuff in a doom metal perspective, all in Faroese, a hundred percent in Faroese. So, is like, that the one you showed me from New Zealand? No, they're from the Faroe Islands. Uh, what's the one from uh, New Zealand you showed New me? New Zealand is, uh, oh, what are they called? Uh, Alien Weaponry. They sing mm -hmm. all yeah. in Maori. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so much cool stuff out there, and even if you don't understand it. Um, just yeah. being open to it, uh, will, will bring so much cool, like new music into your life and really interesting genre defining and breaking sort of stuff and contents yeah. the same way. Uh, if you, if you get out there and look for it, there's going to be some cool stuff out there. Cool. Nava. Oh, oh. Uh, Jason so Tennessee just mentioned the Bee Gees. I love the Bee Gees, dude. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's always welcome. Most one of the most metal bands at the, at the core. Yeah. At the core. Um, so it's funny. Um, when I suggested this as a topic to talk about, um, where my mind went with it um, is actually in how each market will pick up trends in SEO and PPC and how that kind of parallels uh, with metal. So when I think about the bands I gravitate towards, um, Power Wolf, Blind Guardian, uh, like I, I'm very much into the the craftsmanship of German vocals. 
Like they, there's a lot of really beautiful craftsmanship that go, that goes in into that melodic arrangement. Um, whereas when I think about say uh, the UK, it's about the fun of the of the experience. Like it's it's everything is coming together uh, mm -hmm. absolutely beautifully. And so um, what got me thinking about it is that if you were to take a band uh, and like our access uh, to music from, from, from different parts of the world, the, the YouTube generation that's allowed to kind of be influenced by the, the entirety of it, as opposed to um, brick and mortar first uh, content, like I, I'm actually far more excited about that generation um, of metal up and coming uh, than I am about say siloed insights. Um, like mm -hmm. I, I'd love for us to get to a point where uh, Google doesn't delay rollouts for content or for um, updates or for tools where the US gets it all first and then you have generations behind on on paid mm -hmm. media management or to be fair, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like us to get to a point where we all agree um, this is how you should run things. But then also understanding that different locations respond better to different stimuli. Um, Jesse, like I know you and Keith have a great talk about um, migrating content to Japan. Like I didn't, I think you, it was your talk. Um, uh, I don't, I don't think it was us, but we've talked about it. Um, maybe I was just so enamored with the brilliant things that you guys were, were saying. I just I assumed it, it was on it was on a stage. Well, we were talking um, about it on I think Facebook uh, because uh, at IBM being so international as far as a company, uh, we're really still connected. So like I can hop on our Slack and talk to anyone, any of our employees basically within the marketing team, um, which is thousands of people, uh, and one of our employees in. I think they live in Canada now, but are from Japan. We're talking about how translating content or localizing it in Japanese can be incredibly challenging because the way the uh, written structure works of the language, uh, you don't necessarily move down to a new line to continue a sentence. That can actually break up things because two characters being next to each other can make a different word. So you have to be cognizant of it and make correct decision so that the the sentence flows correctly so that's probably what we were talking about mm. for sure and so it's when I, when I think about international metal um and what makes different locations produce the, the content that they do um i think it goes back to like mood and, and, and what we're interested in but also g getting to a place where everyone's on equal footing like you don't necessarily have to think that this country is going to put out this content. Um, and I wish I had examples of bands that break the, my international stereotypes of what kind of content will come from, from each country. I'm sure you guys have. Them. Well, I mean, like I, I hear that all the time with people being influenced by other bands, like in different countries. I think even uh, Maynard from Tool says he's influenced his vocals from uh, Tool, from, sorry, from Opeth. And like people are influenced by anyone around the world. And by the way, when we refer to international metal, we are talking about HREP Langcore, right? That's the new name for it. <laughs> well yeah. played. Yeah. Well played. So, I mean, yeah, I love seeing people being influenced by each other from all over the place. Um, yeah. And that I, brings up a good point, Nava, when you're talking about like what's expected versus breaking that mold. If mm -hmm. you're into metal and you talk about Norway, you're going to think of like black metal bands like Mayhem because, mm -hmm. I mean, it came from that country. 
it ended up at some point towards the late 90s, early 2000s, becoming one of the top exports of Norway specifically. Mm -hmm. So then now you have bands like Mjöker, where she has very influenced by black metal, has put out albums that are very black metal intensive, but had a folk twist to them. But then with like, I think six months ago, put out basically a hauntingly beautiful folk album that has nothing black metal in it. And it's still wonderful. Uh, but it wouldn't have been something that I listened to unless she had that original tie. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting finding someone that can take something that's a product of where they're from and then mold it and bring something completely different to a wider audience of people. Mm -hmm. And language and language, like in metal, I don't care if I can understand yes. what, is, what is being said. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm going to leave it for, for the SEOs on the call to talk about like the, the impact on, on SEO, but where, where my head went with that, um, a lot of PPCs threw their hands in the air when close variants came about. Um, and it's like, oh no, my account structure is broken. Well, if, if you're saying effectively the same thing and you're evoking the same buying intent, does it really matter that we're matching this exact keyword to this exact landing page? Like are and is your budget actually being effectively deployed? Um, so yeah, I, I I will rock out to things I have zero idea what they actually are saying because it makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find it inspires me to adapt. So like listening to tons of Japanese metal and music, I I pretty actively work to learn Japanese. I'm horrible at it. Uh, I can read some. But it's something that I'm always looking to because there's that that cultural element. Like I like music from Japan, so I want to try and learn the language. Same with Norway. I started learning uh, Norwegian last year a little bit because I like a lot of Norwegian bands and I want to know what they're saying. So mm -hmm. I think taking that that unknown and using it to adapt and become better, especially in your marketing, uh, can be hugely be beneficial and improve how you perform or how your business or the site you're working on performs. Mm -hmm. using that unknown diving headfirst into it and learning everything you can to, to, to make it better and find a new angle to bring something in at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I didn't Oh, Go sorry. Ahead, I was just going to say, yeah, this, this whole conversation is also making me think, you know, look outside your own niche if you're operating in like, you know, for example, search engine journal, you know, we, we wouldn't just look at other competitors in the search. I would look to, you know, what's working on BuzzFeed, what's working on New York Times, you know, look at all these different blogs out there, you know, you can get inspiration from anywhere. Um, and that's sort of what I'm hearing a, a lot is sort of like a theme is what we're talking about. So just mm -hmm. want to throw that out there. Uh, yeah. John, did you want to add something else? Yeah, I was just going to say like things that I didn't realize I like was like Indian metal where they bring in like sitars mm -hmm. and tablas. I didn't realize tablas were so metal. Mm -hmm. um, but they are, but uh, anything like, can be metal. Yeah, mm -hmm. get an electric triangle in there and make that metal. Sure, <laughs> some distortion. Cowbell, more cowbell. <laughs> awesome. All right, cool. Let's. Uh, we have a couple more topics we wanted to chat about. Um, this one came from Nava, so I'll let I'll let you kick this one off, Nava, about um, personalization of content versus common denominator messaging. Uh, what did you want to talk about there? So that came about because. And it's funny, I, as we were talking, I was like, I really hope we get to talk about live shows versus streaming versus CDs. Mm -hmm. um, so 
when when Danny sent this out for for us to prep of like what we wanted to talk about, um, one of the one of the things that stands out to me is there are certain bands, amazing CDs, truly profoundly amazing CDs. They crash and burn live because they just either their vocals aren't as polished and so or they maybe aren't as as trained um or they don't they 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 want to play only their new things to promote their new album but they don't think about what really excites uh their customers so i'll uh, an example i'll i'll give sabaton i went to uh for for those of you that don't know sabaton does history metal uh so you get to hear about uh. different different what? wars yeah like different people Hold in up. history different wars <laughs> uh history metal and so for those of you that are looking for metal to introduce to your kids sabaton it's great how do you how do you spell um, that s-a-b-o-t sabaton so it's s-a-b-a-t-o-n sabaton they're great love them um Got really it. strong vocals um easy to to remember lyrics whatever so they did an 11 song encore because there were songs wow. that that we just really wanted them to play. We shouted, we clapped for like, give it to us, and they did it. Um, and there was this. They were not. They only. They not only did it. The, the when you go to a Sabaton show, a there will be a tank on the stage because there's a tank on the stage. Um, yeah. But second, you have history narration and like a projector with like themed slideshow and like the lyrics so you can sing along it's it's a nice. it's a great show great show 1000% recommend going to see them live holy um, but they but they were prepared to meet our intent and even though they had a plan set with a very cohesive flow absolutely rocking core show they knew that there are certain songs that have a high probability of being requested as either encores or to interrupt the show and like do this instead mm. of this. And so they have those songs ready to go. So it wasn't a burden to perform it. There have been other instances where, and I'm, I'm not gonna name the artist, I'm only gonna name artists where I was, I was happy, um, where they tried to do very gimmicky things or like they tried to play songs that no one knew and so they were just, they, they had a very dead, dull audience and there was zero engagement. And like, they even called it out. Um, oh, so you guys don't know who we are, huh? Like, what's, mm. what's up? Um, and so just the, the message from a marketing standpoint to take from that is be mindful when you're going to do an initiative that you translate whatever con core content you're going to put out there uh, to each channel, but then also understand what is the true market share that that channel represents for your ideal customer versus the aspirational customers we were talking about at the beginning versus they're just in a bucket over there. Like I happen to be hitting them, but I'm I'm not counting on their business. Um, so that's what I intended with this topic. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if if, if that's, that, that fits the theme, but thank you for letting yeah. me go on my rant about- Absolutely. Bands that don't pay that don't message map and don't pay attention to what their customers want. Thank you for introducing mm -hmm. me to my new homework assignment. I love history. Yeah, there you go. If you want to add more, check out Iced Earth as well. They're another. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Right, yeah. Can, I, can I go on one more rant, please? Go yeah. for it. Yes. All right. So there was this profoundly wonderful concert I went to. Um, so uh, Demon Wizards is the combination of one of my absolute favorite bands in the world, uh, Blind Guardian, um, and Iced Earth. 
And so what ended up happening, we were talking about covers, like we were already, we kind of hit it to death, but it, it, it's relevant now. Instead of only playing um, Demons and Wizards songs, which not all of us knew, they played covers, like Blind Guardian singing Iced Earth, and then Iced Earth singing Blind Guardian. And it was this profound, profound experience because it showed that it was a true combination marriage of, of the two artists. Um, sorry. I, I... <laughs> All good. <laughs> See, it's, it's kind of also hitting what you were talking about growing up. Rush has been one of my all-time favorite bands, always. And they are known for having an insanely good live performance. Mm -hmm. uh, different stages came out in 90 six i think it's one of the greatest live albums ever in my opinion in my humble but accurate opinion um as keith good would say uh it's it's amazing it's fantastic they play all of 2112 it's insane it, they absolutely nail everything waited my entire life to see rush finally saw them on the last tour they ever did uh and while it was a great show the sound was terrible at the at the venue mm. the speakers kept clipping back and forth for some stupid reason so while it was an awesome experience and they played some crazy stuff that I never thought I'd hear, it was kind of ruined by the experience overall. It wasn't the band. It was the experience that kind of also translates into SEO. You have to make sure the experience work or the content's not going to matter anyway. Yeah. No, yeah. You can't that technical. Yeah. So, um, I mean, if you have a terrible website and the content's gold, you, you might be pleasing the search engine, but you're not going to be pleasing the user. So it's pointless. Yeah, mm -hmm. Jesse, you got me on a good one. Uh, I saw in college, I saw, I was, I'm a huge Faceless fan, number two favorite metal band, then the Nopeth. But um, I saw them in college and they were opening for Between the Buried and Me. So obviously I'm going to stay for that one. And I had to leave really early into Between the Buried and Me because their light show was garbage. I thought I was going to have, I'm not epileptic, but I thought I was going to have a seizure because it was just constantly flashing in your face. No slow time, there's just constant horrible flashing lights and I couldn't enjoy the show to the point where I had to leave. It makes me think about if your site is way too flashy, you're trying too hard to design, but you got no substance and you can't pay attention to the substance, then people are going to bounce. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yep. Awesome. All right. Uh, we have one last topic. Uh, this was another from uh, on YouTube. I need to thank you all for letting me rant. Oh yeah, go things. for it. Like you all, um, like, I, like you all are just letting me go on my rants. Love it. <laughs> so yeah, Nava, do you want to talk about how digital has sort of changed the way we interact with our favorite bands? Uh, so the the story I wanted to share is actually um, Dan Vask. Uh, for those of you uh, that know me, you know I have a deep, deep love in my heart for The Witcher. Um, so Dan That's Vask an is a fantastic. <laughs> eh. um, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Um, so Dan, Dan Dan Vask did a cover of. Um, what was it called? Uh, Toss a coin to your Witcher, absolutely exploded his channel, uh, and so that that was a very real case study of uh, the value of, of focusing on viral content and, and kind of being entrepreneurial in your music choices and, and paying attention to the times. Um, but what was interesting is that as his channel was blowing up because of of that uh, cover. Uh, his other songs began to get light and attention. And he actually just posted today, I, I put it on my Facebook wall, uh, 
a video from when he began his channel 10 years ago. Uh, he did a Dragon Force cover and he showed kind of his awkward 20 year old version beginning it and then his like, oh, I'm strong. I know who I am. Great. Um, and the the sub the substance of, of what he's talking about in that video as well as uh with his ongoing war with distro kid uh where like they, they were kind of scamming him out uh, of money is the the path forward for music used to be very straightforward you'd go through traditional channels uh you had to sign with a record like you'd have situations like ghost and others uh where some people would get the shaft whereas with youtube um, and other streaming services it really has opened up the, the the doors for creative, innovative, entrepreneurial artists. But it's not easy to know what um, levers to pull. Um, and it made me think a lot about um, SMBs and their access to kind of digital marketing. How easy is it for folks to get access to, to people like us? Because um, you either have to be well off enough that you can afford uh, to engage um, someone of caliber you have to learn it yourself on top of your, your day job um, or you get stuck with kind of freelance folks. And so one of the, the opportunities or problems I'd, I'd love to see us as, an, as a digital marketing industry solve um, is how do we do what YouTube and other streaming services have done for metal artists, like making it that accessible of, of a platform to make a, to make a living. Like how can we do better as an industry to help SMBs not get screwed over? Um, sorry for language. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot because, like you said, like I mean, a lot of SMBs too are just DIY people. They may not have the budget to hire an agency or something like that. So, providing, I mean, a lot of them go to conferences and things like that, but providing like guidance on where to look, who to trust. Someone tweeted me like yesterday, like, how do they do it? Like, okay, well, you got to know who to trust. Well, how do they do that? Or read articles, look into authors and things like that. But and a lot of this stuff is complex. I mean. Like you said, some people, there's no traditional way to get into PPC or SEO. There's no like record label or school to major in it. We just kind of stumble our way in it just by the digital means, access to information. Yeah, it's tough. I think it's it's a matter of like finding who's out there and finding the right platform where they are out there. Uh, maybe it's Twitter, maybe it's LinkedIn. It's not LinkedIn for me. Uh, and, and, and being willing to kind of break that kind of social fear and say, Hey, I have this, this problem. What, what do you think? I've had several people do that after my talks, they'll message me and like, I have this, what do you think? And I'll, I'll give them my opinion. Well, I, I mean, I can't devote too much time to it, but I'll say, this is what I think. Definitely try it out and let me know what you think. I think, I think there are platforms in the works now, um, that I think could help solve that. Um, I know, Jim Christian and his team from Advanced Search Summit, they're working on a new platform that's almost like a digital marketing specific social platform. And that could change everything. If, if people join that, they have direct access to vetted digital marketers that they can ask questions to and just generally talk about. Um, Same yeah. thing with the Paid Search Association uh, yeah. on, on the paid side. Granted, we're, we're just paid, but yeah, 1,000%. Yeah, I know it. What we do here at DFW SEM, we invite speakers from all over the country to come speak. Um, and then it's a lot of SMBs and, and newbie uh, digital marketers, and they get to come learn. And then they got full access to go and ask questions and learn from these amazing speakers. Um, the State of yeah. Search is a rocking event. 
Um, if I can plug State of Search, uh, amazing, True amazing fact. event. True hey, fact. I made I made friends. I made I met Jesse and Nava through State of Search, and yeah, great place. Um, Jesse, you made a good point of like it, it's conferences like that. You can just go up to, to these speakers and have full access to some of the best speakers in the world and ask questions. Um, I, I know um, after one of my talk last year, I had, uh, you know, uh, no questions at the end of my talk. I'm like, man, did I do a bad job? Then someone, two people come up to me with their laptop and say, you mentioned X and I have a problem with that on my site. Can you show me how to fix that? And there's no better feeling in the world. So the speakers love when you ask questions. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, we're Please just ask about, questions. Yeah. And we're just about at our uh, end time here. So we want to wrap up with sort of a, a takeaway of what what we want people to learn from heavy metal. So does anyone want to go first with your big takeaway? Go, John. All right. All right. Th things I've learned from metal. Um, wear a mask, wash your hands, and don't be racist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Simple rules. Mic drop, boom. Nothing, <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of hard to top that. Honestly, I would say understand the intent of the content you're producing and be willing to adapt to your audience, your audience's needs to, to fulfill what they're looking for. So mm -hmm. that, that's a huge one. And, and Metal's great for doing that. Yep. Napa. I'm, I'm a little sad because uh, Jesse took the core of what I would have said. Um, oh, no. We'll, what will... Yeah. Um, I think the experimentation point was was a good one. Um, mm -hmm. If there's not... If, if you do not have to be uh, risk tolerant all the time. You do not have to put yourself in situations where you truly feel uncomfortable. Um, but what, met, what the metal community is very good at is fostering a sense of safety. Um, and that if you experiment, if, if you innovate, um, there will, will be a group to catch you. Yes, you might mosh a little bit and have some, some bruises and like you learn from that and it's great. Um, but ultimately that ability to experiment and, and become better, that you're, you're always looking to become better. Um, that, um, and, and Tracy Ingram put, put that in there, adapt and, and overcome. Um, uh, yeah, just, just be, be confident and be comfortable failing so long as that paves the way for even greater success. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well put. I like it. Good stuff, guys. I had my, my last rant of sorts that I wanted to share since we didn't get to cover this yet because um, this is a topic that comes up a lot, and I think I hope this will be a good analogy for people. So to paraphrase a little Slayer Angel of Death, content length, the meaning of pain, the myth that I want to die. <laughs> Now, let me explain what this means. Um, there is no ideal song length. There is no ideal content length. And, you know, song length does not correlate with awesome music. Content length in no way correlates with awesome content. I so, don't know, Danny. I've read some number of studies that correlate the song oh, no. length to the number of record sales. And <laughs> Well, there is that, but just generally i can so my, here's my example so we, we mentioned metallica's one you know it's a seven minute song seven minutes plus minute song that's a great song they also put out some kind of monster <laughs> which is an eight minute plus song uh and it's just terrible 
So, you know, you can have the same musicians playing the same, you know, instruments, guitar, bass, drums, singing lyrics, but if you're playing a terrible song, it's it's just a terrible song. So if we say like the logic is, oh, correlation study says 1256 words is the perfect length of a blog post every time. That's like saying every Slayer song should be four minutes and 50 seconds because Angel of Death, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. So that's my rant. Um, all I want to say about content, uh, just like a song, it should be as long as it needs to be. Never overstay its welcome. Um, Self-edit. Don't be like Metallica. Uh, entertain your audience. Make your point and get out. So that, that's my one thing I yeah. hope you all will listen to and stop listening to uh, correlation studies on content. Thing. And also like anything it. and also anything about latent semant semantic indexing. <laughs> Keywords. That was... That was... That was... <laughs> If, if I may, that was one of the most metal posts I've seen <laughs> you put out there. Just like, what what up, HubSpot? Yep. <laughs> Hi, HubSpot. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, so that has been our, our fun little show. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, this has been Nava Hopkins, John McAlpin, Jesse McDonald, and Danny Goodwin. We have been your metal hosts. Hope you had fun. Hope you maybe picked up a couple things, or you know, a couple things along the way. Um, stay metal and stay awesome. Um, and tune in next time we do this. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Let's check you out next time. Bye guys. Bye everybody. Bye. Hey there, I'm not Prince of Taurus. I'm not Danny Goodwin. And I'm not Lauren Baker. That's Greg Finn and Jess Budd, and I'm Christine Zernhaus. If you listen to the Search Engine Journal show, we think you'll love our critically acclaimed SEJ network podcast, Marketing O'Clock. Join us every week as we report the latest SEO, PPC, and social media marketing news. This is a show for real-life marketers who want to do great work. And because we're IRL marketers too, we know you're talking about attribution, schema, and CPCs all day long. So we keep it light with plenty of spicy hot takes, puns, and rants. Plus, we talk about what's working hard and what's hardly working in our accounts and share what news stories have us saying WTH every week. So if you're ready to become a better marketer, subscribe wherever you consume podcasts and listen to new episodes fresh for you each and every Friday morning. Only on the SEJ Network. <laughs>